Please listen carefully. And now, live from some soapboxes on a street corner in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two of the loudest mimes you've ever heard, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And we are live, well, on tape. <laughs> but we are all the way live at Anime Fest slash Game Fest 2023. Yeah, in downtown Dallas, deep in downtown Dallas. <laughs> and you do have to say them both because on all the posters it says Anime Fest, Game Fest. Yes. And what we decided to do, we have our table here as often we do, but instead of interviewing someone, we are actually going to give you guys a bonus nerd alerts. Yeah, yeah. so it should be fun. You might hear us talking to people. Some people might come by, so we might talk to them. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, you can definitely hear it in the background. There are tons yeah. of amazing cosplayers out here. There's tons of families out here. We're at the Sheridan, and it is swanky, man. Yeah, it's crazy. The coolest thing is that the bathrooms are ginormous. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen rows and rows. I, think, I haven't even been to airports that are like that. They must host a lot of conventions. Concert and venues. Come on. Get up on it. <laughs> it was a very efficient bathroom. Yes, it was a very efficient bathroom. There's so much cosplay here. I mean, like, I would say that, what, 50% of the people are in a cosplay? Oh, yeah. At, at, at least? I, I would say that you know, it, more than that. It seems like cosplay outnumbers the normies here. Yeah? 60-40? Yeah. Maybe. Seventy thirty. Yeah, the only normies I see are like the parents and the handlers. So the parents, the parents are the handlers. In some cases, not in all cases. Yeah. We're also uh, doing an Instagram live while we speak on this, so mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. Doubling up, multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. Getting stuff done. Yeah. But we're here for a special edition of Nerd Alerts. We are. Yeah. Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts. Which is essentially just Mikey's overflow and extra notes that we didn't get to in a couple, you know, last sessions. Yeah. So bring them up now. We should. We're, we're hanging out. Fun. Stuff to talk about. Yeah, because otherwise we're just sitting at the table waiting for someone to come by and be like, what is this? Although we did have a conversation and here's something we can put to the positrons. They can have some input on this. Yeah. Potential cosplays for you and or me or yeah. just me, but. <laughs> or just me. Or just me. I don't want to force you to cosplay. Well, you're the one who brought it up before that you wanted to cosplay as Toad. That'd be so fun. And I said we should do Toad, but in black and yellow colors. Black and gold. Black and and yellow. Instead of, was he red and white? Red and white. A little bit of blue, but totally doable as black and yellow. Yeah. It's a color-shifted Toad. So that means you need to either be black and yellow Fred Flintstone. What does that have to do with Nintendo, though? Nothing. Oh. I was just thinking cosplay. Oh, okay. Bowser. Donkey Kong. Who does Toad hang around with most? Mario. No. Oh. Luigi, the princess. But black and yellow Mario is just like Wario, isn't exactly. it? You could be Asumio. Asumio. <laughs> Put an A on the hat. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Ugh. But yeah, let us know. If you have cosplay ideas for us, we're, we're in the market for some because I, I want to get in the spirit. I'm jealous of everybody walking around here that we're seeing right now that looks awesome. Yeah, and we have, we're in our assuming positions branded clothing. Yeah. Uh, and it's our uniform when we're at these things. So we need something that matches the uniform. Yes. 
goes on with the brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you would have a little vest with the assuming positions logo. That's on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a shirt with the fake muscles on it. No. <laughs> yeah. Does he have muscles? I thought he was just like a little guy. No, it's for the bit though. Oh, I see. I'm a little guy. I shouldn't have muscles, but me in a muscle shirt would be hilarious. <laughs> You're about to have muscles. Uh, but speaking of hilarious and muscles, uh, there's a couple trailers that came out around the time. They got overshadowed because we talked about Ahsoka and Wonka, uh-huh. uh, which were awesome. But there was also some other stuff. Uh, some of my favorites, they're doing the spinoff from the Boys series, and they're calling it Gen V. Gen V. As in Voight from mm. the series, The Boys. But this is uh, essentially what the boys did for the Avengers group by making it gritty and gory and sexy and mature. It seems like they're doing the same thing for X-Men's School for Gifted Children. Mm-hmm. It seems like the boys take on Mutant Academy, and I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah. I need to get up on the boys. Yep. The, my problem is that Amazon Prime, which I should get because I order stuff from Amazon all the time. Yes. I'm dumb. I'm just dumb. <laughs> I just like because it's like another streaming service. Yes. Come on. Oh, it, it, it's it's nuts now. So, there's uh, there's the funny meme going around. It's like streaming service. It's only fourteen dollars a month. That's two cups of coffee. And then you stack all the streaming services on top of each other, and you're paying as much as we used to pay for like for cable, cable packages. Yeah, cable packages. Yeah. Speaking of which, we just saw that there's like this is how mainstream it is. There's that NPR article. Yeah. About the streaming services. Yes. And they actually got an interview with Bob Iger. The, he's Disney, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually explained, like, what the method to their madness, which didn't make me feel any better. Yeah, the cancellation. But, and but, but, but at the same time, it was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. It still doesn't make me like you anymore. They literally pull stuff off the services so they don't have to pay the people anymore. Yeah, because that was the gist of the article is like, why are things getting canceled so early? Which is something we've said on the podcast like numerous times. And not only canceled, but like removed from the service. Yeah, it's like, what are you taking up hard drive space? Yeah. Iger said that it's so because if it stays on there and people watch it, then you have to pay them for it. Yes. So like literally they're just taking it off the table so they don't have to pay those people anymore, which is just makes me want to strike, too. But yeah. that's what explains why, because people would say stuff like like Willow got taken off of Disney Plus, and people were like, "Oh, they hate it, so they take it off." Like any stuff that gets taken off, people are like, "Oh, it's because they hate it." Yep. But now we know it's not because they hate it. It's it's almost it's almost like this is being too successful, and we can't afford it, or something like that. Yeah, there was that Disney like there was some astronaut kids in space movie like Orbit or something. Yeah. It was a one word title that came out and like. Didn't even perform for the weekend, so it was gone in like 48 hours. I know. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I yes, I get it. It's a money perspective. You don't have to pay royalties if you don't show it. Right. But that's going against like old school, old, old school television methods. Like there right. was a reason shows got syndicated and there was a reason like right. things got deals for longer than just like... You're, hey, you're a miniseries or a special event. That was a thing, you mm-hmm. know, that you did and you never saw it again. But old shows, it's like, hey, we're going to keep running you. We'll pay you yeah. a, a, a lower premium, but it's a syndicated premium because mm-hmm. every time it airs, which is at 3 p.m. on TBS on Tuesdays, yeah. you know, whatever, you're going to get a little bit of money. Yeah, it's it's really like some of the greatest shows we know for a fact didn't do well at first. 
I mean, Seinfeld's legendary for doing that. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For being a failure at first. That's it. And then, like, people say it's one of like the most iconic shows ever now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's as you're never gonna let that happen anymore. No, never. Yeah, you're never gonna get a Frasier. Frasier is huge, and Frasier yeah. is a spinoff. Yeah, it's. Ugh. You only get that if you like get a, get a show so long. It's like, oh, well, we need to change things up, but it's been ten years. Yeah, let's just spin it off. Yeah, ridiculous. What are you doing? Bob Iger's right, I guess. Well, I, did he say? I forget. Did he say he was in support of what they were doing and just sort of explaining it, or is he saying like this is a mistake? He was not saying it was a mistake. Uh, he was just explain like, here's our reason for it. Yeah, this is why we're doing it. It makes sense to me. Doesn't it make sense to you? It's about money, people. Come on now. Yeah. Get on board. Well, well this kind of ties into a point I have in here. Uh, I, I labeled in my notes as celebra boots. Celebra boots? Yes. What do you think that's a portmanteau of? Um, celebrities... You can buy celebrities' shoes <laughs> on eBay. Oh, I wish that would that's what it was. Yeah. But no, it is celebrities doing reboots. Oh, but of their own accord. Oh, so the this is I got I fell for a scandalous headline though. But here's the headline: Ryan Reynolds revives Alf for Maximum Effort Channel. <laughs> Alf, Alf, capital A, capital L, capital F. Okay, first of all. Alpha's back in in pog form. Simpsons uh, did it first. <laughs> but what is the Maximum Effort channel? It's Ryan Reynolds' new channel. It's going to be on like Tubi and stuff. So it's it, like he's been doing Gin. He's been doing Deadpool. He's been doing all sorts of his own brands. But apparently he's starting up like a, a streaming channel, but not like hosting other properties. It's more just like your, your Tubis, your uh, Pluto TVs, your... Your onion channel that you see when you're at, you know, at a restaurant that has TVs over the bar and mm-hmm. they're just, it's like, oh, they're playing the internet on TV. <laughs> yeah, right. It's one of those things. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. And it's actually, this is the scandalous part. It's going to be for commercials. It's legit ALF. It's legit the puppet crew that did ALF, mm-hmm. but they're just using them for commercials to promote the brand, the Maximum Effort channel. This is a new oh. thing that's coming out. Oh. So we're not actually getting an ALF show. But we are getting a series of elf interstitials. That's like that Crocodile Dundee movie trailer they did <laughs> yeah. for the Super Bowl. That yeah. was actually an advertisement for tour- tourism in Australia. That's it. Huh. So it's a similar sort of gimmick. But for elf. That's odd. If you could bring back, like, what nostalgia Alf. thing would you bring back Man, just to support Alf the podcast? Elf was so popular. That's what I'm saying. Elf was crazy popular. I, I like... I remember my cousin having an Alf shirt. I don't know why that's in my brain. Was he eating a cat, or did it say something about it eating said, cats? No, it had Alf with his hand, his puppet hand out, and he was saying his catchphrase, which I don't remember what it was. What was his catchphrase? I don't know. Melnick. I don't know. Yeah. What me worry? No, but <laughs> I forget what his catchphrase was. Well, so what? You're asking me what old school property would I want to? support assuming positions if you want because like that's mm. all this seems to me it seems ryan reynolds is a wholesome canadian boy and he's like you know what i loved alf growing up i like puppets canadian boy he is is alf canadian we'll have to look into that i don't think well no he's from Mel- he's melmacian <laughs> <laughs> is the creator of alf canadian no then? i don't know is the hand inside alf <laughs> that's the hand inside Alf. is that a canadian hand up here whoop yeah. Is it is it Quebecois? <laughs> I am oh. Elf. 
<laughs> so yeah, Ryan Reynolds is bringing Alf back. I don't know. Like the headline got me all excited, and the details were like, "What?" And it was it's fascinating just for the weirdness of it. Yeah, I don't know what one my favorite show as a kid that would be. I mean, like I love the Wonder Years, but that'd be weird. Fred to have Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, we were talking about the McDonald's Play Pals like a couple oh, yeah. episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, bring Gr- like Grim is, is having a resurgence. Good yes. for him. You know, but like the Hamburglar? The Hamburglar. He'd look good in black and yellow. I used, I used to the always. Honey Nut Cheerios be? Uh, he's the, the Honey Nut Cheerios guy. I used to be fascinated by Mayor McCheese. Yeah. Because he was just like a regular dude. There you go. With that giant, like. Cheeseburger head. It's like, yeah. How do you sleep? How do you shower? Is your head clean and your body is all dirty? Yeah. <laughs> or do you I have know. a low shower head and your body's clean and your head never gets bathed? You need what? You need some kind of special setup. That's for sure. He it's, never picks up loose change. <laughs> how do you become mayor with a head like that? It's not physically possible. No. We're gonna have to check the tapes. I think this is a new conspiracy theory. I mean, how do you make it through door? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the old, the old uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Harry Carey bit. If you were starving and your head's made a hamburger, <laughs> would you eat yourself? <laughs> I would. Oh man. Okay, so one more on the celebra boots. Do you know the name Nicholas Winding Rain? Nicholas Winding Rain. Yes, but. Winding is looks like when you read it, it looks like Nicholas Winding Refn because his last name is R E F N. He's a he's a hotshot director in Hollywood. He has the one of the weirdest names, but uh, the main thing people know him for is the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Okay, yeah, and Neon Demon, and Only God Knows. He's sort of an art house sort of. What would you call it? Like the. A tour. A tour. Thank you. So you know, like a Wes Anderson, weird for the sake oh, of being a little weird. Weird for the sake of being weird. But he's doing a reboot, and this was fascinating to me because I love Drive for what it is. It is something that's weird and different. But he's doing a reboot of, they're called The Famous Five, mm-hmm. and he's bringing it back in animated form because The Famous Five were the foundation for Scooby-Doo. Really? Scooby-Doo was apparently based off mm. a British version of a, a gang oh, going around solving really? mysteries called The Famous Five. Oh, look, it's the violence devil. There it is, power. The violence devil and power. Power! Hmm. We must go to the convention together. <laughs> As comrades. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get distracted every once in a while. There's so much everybody. cool cosplay. So, I'm becoming very disappointed in American media sometimes. How so? Well, I've, you find out that all this stuff from back in the day was like from somewhere else. Like Three's Company was oh, yeah. some British show, yeah. and now you're telling me Scooby Doo is some British show. Like all you're telling me is that executives in the '60s and '70s were just like traveling around on their yachts and going to other places and turning the TV on in the hotel room and being like, "Oh, yeah, well, we're gonna make that." Was it a was it a animated? Actually, sorry, it's based on a book series. Oh, Famous Five book series. Oh, okay. Yep, that he's making an animated show, but they're saying these books are what what inspired the people that made Scooby Doo. Is there a dog that talks? Doesn't say if in my notes if there's an actual dog or not. Though. Oh, but if they're making the claim, I would assume so. Or yeah, 
I don't imagine there's like a shaggy because that's all Casey Kasem. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that seems like something he's like, I'm going to do this in the microphone. Oh, my gosh. Every time I hear Casey Kasem, I just think of him being angry. Casey Kasem. I've been recording for too long and now I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> Oh, man. We come out one of those, some guy's dog dying after one of the up-tempo records. Uh, classic bit. <laughs> I love it. That's crazy. So uh, that was a book series, a British book series? Yep. The Famous Five. I've never heard of that before. Me too, though. So that's why the main reason for bringing it up, just because like, uh, almost like a blind spot, you know? Hmm. But I love me some Scooby-Doo, so I'd love yeah. to find out the history of it as well. I'd like to look at the Famous Five and see if there is indeed a talking dog or, like, who they turned into a talking dog. Yeah. Or how much it's like it. Is it, like, is there just, like, you know, smart girl, pretty girl, like, preppy guy, loser guy. Slacker. And, and someone who's, like, a dog. <laughs> a, a, a mute kid that just or, happens <laughs> to have a real good sense of direction and smell. <laughs> He wasn't mute. He could talk. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, like that's crazy how they do that where they're like, they think it, if because it's in a different country, it right. doesn't exist beyond those borders. Right. Like you can go on the internet and you can look at all. They've done The Office in like 15 oh, yeah. different countries. Yeah. But go for it. The weirdest You're one. You're making a face. No, the weirdest one is Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, they did that too? In so many different countries. That's crazy. It probably has the same effect because if you go look at the meme they did for The Office, like they have, it's all the same characters, but they're cast like culturally specific yeah. for the, the cultural rules. And yeah. it's so fascinating. Like that's the Norwegian Dwight. Yeah. That's the the, the Bulgarian Jim. Mm -hmm. Weird. It's the same way with Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, that's so, uh, that I have to see. Yeah. Cause how do you replace Raymond or uh, Brad Garrett? They do it. That's so funner. Yeah. And then what do they, is it Raymond in all the different languages? No, I think, they, my mind I right think now. they picked some other name, but yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> I mean, that's why Phil Rosenthal can just go around doing somebody feed Phil because he's got so much money off of. Oh, that makes the, more sense. There yeah. you go. Not just that U.S. market money. No, yeah. He's got foreign Raymond money. <laughs> Everybody loves foreign Raymond. That's hilarious. I have to go search for that. Uh, one more thing coming back, but this is in cooler, awesome news, so we filed it in a little bit of a different column. Uh, Adult Swim orders Lazarus, is the name of the show. It's a mm. new animated series from Cowboy Bebop director oh. Shinjiro Watanabe. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Cowboy Bebop, at least the, the mind behind it, is coming back. Lazarus. On the crew that's helping out, it's it's going to be done by Studio Mappa, who's currently doing Chainsaw Man. That oh, we're yeah, watching yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. So Studio Mappa is, is the studio behind it, but then they're also going to have contributions from series director of John Wick, Chad Stahelski, the, oh. the stuntman turned director. Oh, wow. He's going to be uh, working and contributing for the crew of this animated show. Cool. Uh, but what Lazarus is about... The guy who was raised from the dead. <laughs> Uh, it's currently in production. It takes place in 2052. The series follows a Nobel Prize-winning neuroscientist that develops a drug called Hapuna. Matata. <laughs> Sorry. Close, but a P instead of a K. But it says it's a cure-all that has unexpected side effects of causing death three years later. <laughs> a special force of agents is assembled to take on the malevolent Skinner with the capital S. It's a bad guy name, but they yeah. elaborate no further. But somebody says they give you a cure-all, but it only lasts for three years and then instant death. 
What? Oh, that, well, that doesn't seem like a very good cure-all. But the name is Lazarus, which we know, and you already joked about it. Hints yeah. to coming back from the dead. Yeah. I guess. I, no, I'm interested. Is it is this an original thing? Is it, was it's it, it was, an original from the mind that gave us Cowboy know. Bebop. So it wasn't a manga or anything. Yep. Interesting. Same writers. Uh, I, I, it's different animators because, like I said, Studio Mappa. But mm-hmm. if it's Mappa and they put, I'd imagine they'll give it the same treatment, at least funding-wise, that Chainsaw Man got because Cowboy Bebop is, yeah. it's alumni. It's, you know, yeah. legacy. Legacy. Legacy anime. Yeah. We'll, we'll treat you with legacy gloves. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a vague premise. And Cowboy Bebop, like, if you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's about bounty hunters in space. You know, on paper, you're like, vague, weird, okay. And then you watch Cowboy Bebop, and you're like, okay, crap, this mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of curious what they do with the concept of life and death is what mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. And then a bad guy named Skinner, and you're talking about bodies? I don't like that. Yeah. I wonder what it's all about. I'm intrigued. Where's that going to show up? Do we know yet? That was ordered by Adult Swim. Oh, okay. And it's in productions, but we do not have an official release date yet. So mm. I would imagine sometime later this year, early 2024. Mm. Especially, well, I, the strike won't necessarily affect it except for like voice actors and stuff. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that makes me wonder if the strike goes on for a really long time, are they just going to have to like just start importing movies from other countries? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's interesting to see what the the loopholes are are because those are making the headlines too. Like, there's people that are hiring, you know, crossing the picket lines. You got the scabs, is what they used to call them yeah. in the old striking days. That's happening because I forget the company that got lambasted for it, but they hired just like, hey, we're still going because we just hired people that aren't part of the strike. Hooray! Right, we get yeah. to stay going, and everybody's like, no, that's not what you do. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I'm thinking. Like foreign countries, they must have different unions or no unions or. Oh, a know. completely different yeah. system. Mm-hmm. And like now, you, that's one thing I've noticed with like Netflix and everything is you get to the weird, like they show the credits for all, it seems like all the countries now. Because if you don't go to the next episode button, you get the all language credits. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. I'm learning how to read Hindi now. Cool. <laughs> uh, something that just dropped, we had Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, the series just dropped to streaming on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, as we speak. But the news around that that I keep reading is that this is Henry Cavill last season as Geralt. Yes and no? The character will continue. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of a yes and no question mark. Yes. Because wasn't it because he was supposed to do something that isn't going to happen now? He Well, he got fired from Superman. Right. And I think he got fired from Superman because he said he was going to do Witcher. Right. And then they got let go from Witcher because apparently he wants to do that Warhammer stuff. Oh. But I think the Warhammer might have been like, I'm going to do this now that I've gotten dropped by everybody. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could see the argument. This is pure speculation. I could see the argument that he doesn't want to be typecasts. Uh, yeah, I understand. Because what I, what I had heard, and these are all internet rumors. So what do we know? We're just adding to the rumor mill, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what, we're assuming positions. <laughs> that he wasn't going to do Witcher anymore so he could focus on Superman. Then he got fired from Superman. Yes. And then he was just kind of like, people are like, well, you're going to go back and do Witcher now? And there wasn't an answer yet. Oh, that, yeah, that does seem, that seems how it would play it out. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said, is he? Question mark. 
Well, well it, yeah. It depends. It, for me, it depends on how, if this season kills it, I think they might be like, come on back. Uh, Unless he doesn't want to. Further complicated by the news that apparently the rumor mill has also stated that Liam Hensworth yeah. from the Hunger Games will be replacing him. Well, that'd be fine. It would be. Yeah. But is it a great fine or is it a fine fine? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, think it, I think it's a fine fine. Yeah. The, here's something that's semi-controversial that'll be fun to bring up that Let's I saw it. on Reddit. I don't know if it was the casting director or the showrunner or the creator. I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> I should do better research. But somebody on the show said the... the <laughs> I don't know what it is. They cast the actress who plays Yennefer. I forget what her name is. Do you know her name off the top of your head? Oh, yeah, Yennefer. You're talking about Anya Chalatra. Yeah. So the they said that she was cast to... to <laughs> It came across. It came across wrong the way they said it. I know what they were trying to say. Yes, but Reddit had a field day with it. They, uh, they, they were in a mood on Reddit that day. Yeah, they were basically saying like we cast her in defiance of conventional beauty standards, which reads that we we hired her because she's ugly, but she is beautiful. Yeah, at the yeah at very so, worst she's Hollywood ugly. <laughs> She's not even at the worst. Yeah. But the the point that they were making is that Yennefer is like the casting of it in what is described in the book and what it was the video game is like basically like conventional northern European blonde lady. Yeah. Um, Plain and basic. Right. But but good looking though. Yeah. Okay. And I guess that they were were defying this by casting this. And that's what they were. <laughs> yeah. By casting an ethnic woman is what they were trying to say. Yeah. But defying conventional beauty standards. I, I get it. Yes. And, and uh, your virtue is being very hardly signaled. Hardly? Very greatly signaled here. Yes. And I'm proud of you, person who works for The Witcher. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know, take it from these two white boys, because I think you would agree with me. There's nothing wrong with the beauty standards there. No. That, that, that's no. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think you might be talking to your grandpa, frankly. <laughs> because uh, like, I don't... It, well, that is definitely talking to the people that would also get upset about it. Like, right. or, or that, like, get offended by it. I guess. But, I mean, it's just... It's funny to me because... I don't know. <laughs> just... <laughs> It goes against conventional beauty. She's a Hollywood 8 instead of a Hollywood 9 also. <laughs> no. I could see the argument maybe in that, like, as far as the character goes, she doesn't get the usual, like, Mary Sue, everything goes right and she's treated, she gets her way because of her beauty. Like, they destroy that character. So right. it does go against, like, conventional female roles. Right. Um, and it does a great job. It was it, it was it, just the choice of words, and then yeah. the internet had a field day, and I it was really it. funny. Yeah, because it, all they kept posting were like beautiful pictures of her. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah, because it's also trying to do the she's all that thing. It's like, look at this ugly like frumpy girl with glasses and a ponytail who's painting and reading books. Oh, she's the worst. And then she takes off her glasses and her hair comes down. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, I got to take her to prom. Yeah. Didn't they just like put something in like a Marlon Brando prosthetic in her mouth? <laughs> Basically. I, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what they're going to get away with. And if that's how it's a it's a silly way to justify it. I'll say that much. Right. Almost unnecessary. It, very unnecessary. Because it would just be like, 
this was the best actress for the job. Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. She showed up. We liked her vibe. Yeah. You want somebody different? Make it yourself. Yeah. That's the world I want, frankly. There you go. Where you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, yes, look at us. Yeah. We hired this person and look. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're doing what you wanted, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, right? Oh, gosh. So, it, it, yeah, it, I just have a bad taste in my mouth after that Bob Iger thing. Executives, anyone, anyone who's not like the the writer, the actor, I'm like, Mrr. well, like, okay, we'll get a little little serious about it. You said virtue signaling, but it was yeah. to tie it into fandom. It is the sort of thing that makes people grumpy. It's like if you're gonna go around saying, "Oh, I'm a fan of this," "Oh, I'm a fan of that," it's cool that you're into it, you know, and you're cool that you're pro what other people like, you know. But have a little meaning and effort behind it. Like, actually do work as a fan rather than just being like, oh, look, we're doing this. Yes, mm-hmm. this is cool. I like that as too. Oh, you like these colors? I like those colors. Oh, cool. You think this should be the standard of beauty? We think this should be the standard of beauty as well. Here we go. No. <laughs> be true and authentic about it. Yep. Live your truth, Kevin. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. <laughs> We talked about the Emmys. We talked about Wonka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read the book Shogun by James Clavell? No, but I remember there was a game called Shogun. What was the game about? About Japanese, like... Samurais? Shogun, samurais, yeah. Okay, well, maybe it was yeah. based off this book. Yeah. The reason I bring it up, I do have a bullet point. Uh, FX, a good series for, like, uh, Justified Preacher, a little weird yeah. off the left of center shows. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to be doing a series called Shogun based on the old James Clavell novel, oh. which is essentially classic literature's best example of samurai fiction. Uh-huh. That's my take. Oh. Um, and I take. <laughs> and FX giving it a series uh, order is pretty good because one of the things that sticks out in my brain, if you haven't read Shogun, the thing you'll probably notice about Shogun, it's probably the biggest paperback I've ever seen on a bookshelf anywhere. Mm. It's like... Five inches thick. Yeah. Like, it looks like it. it's longer than Lord of the Rings. Probably all three put bound into one volume. Mm. But it's great. It's just, it's old samurai stuff. Like, one falling out of favor. You've got the lady who's been, uh, we're going to be talking about it on the podcast in a little bit, but the concept of soiled dove. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, it has that, but in Japanese samurai culture mm-hmm. form rather than cowboy form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just a classic samurai story, and it's cool that, they're going that deep for something and actually going to books for the resource, which mm. we, speaking of Witcher and all that, that's a good media. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there was a, I don't know if it was an Avalon Hill game or there was a board, a Shogun board game that oh, yeah. had Japan, like all was Japan on the map and you got to move around and try and take Japan over. Like Risk style? Yeah, like okay. that, kind of, that type of board game, yeah. Uh, here's two bullet points I'll let you pick. We were talking about the strike. That is still current news. Uh-huh. Um, we did just find out that it's some of the effects are starting. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, for as well as the second did, the third in the trilogy has been taken off the release schedule for the current production slate. Oh. Uh, and delayed is the movie Craven, the Spider-Man villain movie with Aaron Taylor Johnson oh. and Ghostbusters. They're making another Ghostbusters they after are? Afterlife. Oh, is it the same... Peoples? It's the same Afterlife people. Oh, okay. Well, so the young kids, the young crew. Oh, okay. But it's been delayed because of the strike. 
Oh, well. Date's been pushed back to 2024 for sure. Oh. And then your other choice was Tina Fey is in talks to take over Saturday Night Live. What? For Lauren Michaels? For Lauren Michaels. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I, I heard that once he retired, he was just going to shudder. And it was just going to be like, he was just going to go off into the sunset. And that was his legacy was Saturday Night Live. I hadn't heard that, but hearing it now, that may, that would seem the most logical mm-hmm. headline you would read about. Yeah. That, that would be what I would expect. Yeah. Wow. But That's... announced Tina Fey will take over, will be the new Lauren Michaels. Wow. Tina Fakels. That's almost exciting in a way. I said I had a similar optimistic hesitation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, optimistic hesitation. Well, because like it, uh, he, I'll I'll say it from my point of view. Like I do, I am aware of Saturday Night Live, but I am mm-hmm. out of the what I think is the target demographic for Saturday right, Night Live. Right, it right. is no longer my Saturday Night appointment viewing as it was when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely have my love for Saturday Night Live, but just like I've said it a few times, it's an institution. Everybody has the years that they like. Right. And um, it's usually usually they're college around years, late yeah. high school, early college. That's it. It's and so, like years. modern SNL, I, I've seen I've seen the bits that get mm-hmm. popular and it bubbles up in the nerd sphere, and they're funny. But I can't tell you the last time I sat down and watched a full episode. Yeah. But I am a huge Tina Fey fan to the point that I've read her books. Yeah, she's great. I mean, most everything she does, I enjoy, especially when she's teamed up with Amy Poehler. Yes. And. Those years that she was the head writer on Saturday Night Live are some really strong years that are technically out of the wheelhouse of my Saturday Night Live watching. True. But I really enjoyed those years when she was the head writer there. And she, when she was doing Weekend Update, right. that's when the world, most of the world found out about her. Yeah. So this is, I guess it's also coming back to her roots because that's mm-hmm. where she got her start. Yeah. Of course, she's famous for 30 Rock. Yeah. Uh, mean Girls. If you love Mean Girls, you love Tina Fey. It's true. Um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, all their stuff, UCB uh, crew stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and her books. Uh, the thing I think is that makes me confident that this is, will be awesome is that Tina Fey has a very, very smart like comedy brain. Because when you talk about somebody like Lauren Michaels, you hear stories about Lauren Michaels. It's always this mythological like comedy wizard, you know? Like he knew who to pick up. He knew whose impersonation was good versus a bad impersonation, you know? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think Tina Fey has that comedy smarts, if if you yes. want to call it that. Yes. You know, she knows she can recognize even if it's not hers, she recognizes the funny in something or yes. the not funny. Yes. When people are laughing, it's like, oh you're laughing at something dumb, you know? Yeah. She she definitely seems in that lane of comedy brain, so that has me excited that she'll be taking over. Mm, yeah. I wonder if that means Sarah Palin is coming back though. Oh, Sarah was, Palin! That was also her big bit. That was that was great. And then here's a courtesy. I found one that you had sent me. It got buried in here a little bit, but a, a good one to sort of wrap things up on. Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves is getting a sequel. Woohoo! But with a lower budget. Huh? <laughs> sort of a good news, bad news situation. But we do have to acknowledge our wish came true. Dungeons and Dragons, as a movie, performed well enough to be considered a success. Yes. So what had actually happened was, this is according to Paramount Pictures CEO Brian Robbins. Uh, he was asked if a sequel was happening. He said, we've got to figure out a way to make it for less. 
<laughs> uh, which is a direct quote. Uh, but the first movie had a budget of 150 million, and it made over 208 million at the box office. Okay. So technically a success, but I don't think that's not a studio yeah. executive success, right. you know. So right. But it means we. I mean, that's what we were saying. We said, "Hey, go spend your money so we get more of them," and that's a direct result of it. Yeah. But it's. <laughs> but now there's a strike and stuff. There's now there's a strike and stuff, and it was the fine nerd line of like it made enough money, but it didn't make enough money. Yeah. I'm all for it, man. I want more of that, even if they do it with different people. Like, right. That's the whole point. Yeah. That like. Not to note no shade or complaint against Chris Pine and that whole crew. No, they were great. You know, Jarn- Jarnathan, they they killed it. Yeah. But that's the whole point is it, it always has a colon after Dungeons and Dragons. So, yeah. Honor Among Thieves, awesome number one. Number two is Mermaids at Battle. Like, you know, Mermaids at Battle. <laughs> like, that's always what it is. Yeah. Pick your favorite one shot yeah. name and there's your movie. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. That's great. And for and I'm gonna do my own little nerd alert, yeah. my video game nerd alert. I've been playing Medieval Dynasty, the video game Medieval Dynasty. What is that? So Medieval Dynasty is not really a sandbox game. It's a it's kind of a management game. It's, okay, it's almost like realistic Minecraft. Realistic Minecraft. Yeah. I got you. It's like a Polish game, and I'm just gonna have to explain it. Go for it. You're playing this uh, character who you don't get to make, and you come into this valley. And you're basically give you're able to take land in the valley and start a settlement. Gotcha. So you have to cut down the trees and gather the stones and do it like Minecraft. And then build a house and then build lots of houses and then build farms and get villagers to come and join you. Is there a, is it survival aspect though? Like if you don't do stuff like wolves or something or disease will get you? Yes, yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah, you can. You, it's a got a management aspect to it. Gotcha. But then you end up becoming like you get married and have a kid, and you have to manage everyone in the village and manage all your output and your farms and medieval Sims. Yes, it's kind of medieval Sims. I in, like it. in a lot of ways. I love it. Um, but it's just a one-player game, and a lot of people were screaming for like co-op. And they just announced that they're going to add co-op. Fun. And it looks like they're just being like, your wife is the other character now. (laughs) That's what it seems like. Yes. But that's kind of cool. I mean, that makes sense because technically, like, you're supposed to be the... uh, I don't know what you call them back then. The heads of the village or the... the, the Oh, the Ombudsman. Yeah. Or the, I don't know what... The alderman. Yeah, the the alderman. Yeah. Yeah. So it would only make sense that the other character is... People are excited that it's a female character. Yeah. And and it's I think it's probably the wife. It only makes sense for it to be the wife. That's such a funny like change log though. Like update two point three. Wife unlocked. Like Yeah, it's kinda <laughs> it is kinda what it's like. But it's more fun than it should be for me. And the best part about it is that you can play it in tiny little bites. I love it. Because there's no like it, it's Minecraft on peaceful mode basically gotcha nothing attacks your town that's what it, yeah, there's that's no what I was there's no monsters there are bandits out there if you're roaming around that, gotcha. but you have to leave and they they once you got your settlement they won't spawn near your settlement very nice um, and of course the yeah, others wolves if you're in the woods but all that stuff is like i i think they programmed it so none of that stuff like gets around you home you bases have to, you have to like leave gotcha that's um, good for that stuff to happen 
It's way more fun than it should be. And, you know, you just pop in there. You just go through your management thing. Make sure everyone's building and, you know, doing what they're supposed to uh, doing what they're supposed to do. Make sure everyone has all the resources they need. And it has different seasons. It has winter, spring, summer, fall, different planting seasons, different harvest seasons. There you go. You go and sell stuff. And it gets to a point where, and I haven't gotten there yet because you have to play it for like years of game time. Okay. But it gets to a point where your village will become self-sufficient. Like literally you'll have merchants that will sell the stuff for you. Oh, nice. You'll have builders that will build the and repair the buildings for you. So you can actually like level up into like a township? Yeah, basically. Wow. And there's like little side quests and there is a story that I completed way too fast because I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't you know, know his main story? Yeah, I didn't know it was the main story. Like, you do what I do where it's like, this is a really long tutorial. Like, yeah, <laughs> almost, yeah, almost. Does it, it have any aspect? Because this, I, I, don't, I haven't asked you specifically if you play games like this this way, but it seems like it might be an alley. Because you have resource management and people working for you. Yeah. Is it the type of game where you could like withhold bread from your servants if they have no they didn't give you enough wood on not, Tuesday? No, not okay. really. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess you could take all the food out of the food storage thing. Because there was an old PC but game then, called Black and Black and White where you played a god and you had villagers oh, that had to yeah. like offer you like praises uh -huh. and stuff and you could like smite them. Right, and, yeah. Uh, this is telling, but that game was a lot of fun. There was that game called Populous that was like that yeah, too. I, th I think same company actually yeah. for those, but yeah. so Medieval, what is it called? Medieval? Medieval Dynasty. Nice. It's a It's a Polish game. It's weird that all those Eastern European countries have like really good video game companies. It's because they're indoors more than we are. They got to figure I, out stuff to entertain them I guess, in but, extreme weather. But, like, I didn't even know it at first, but, like, the names of characters and towns and stuff, I was like, there's a lot of consonants right next to each other. <laughs> I'm like, I think this is a Polish game, and it was. Because there's Raxman. What? Yeah. That's way too many Ks. <laughs> I love it. Well, that, hey, and great recommendation. Yeah. And cool to hear that they're, they are respecting co-op, because that's something I do miss. That's my uh, old man yells at Cloud, one of my... Oh, couch co-op? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's couch co-op, though. Oh, okay. Sometimes they say co-op, and then you go on there, and it's not couch co-op. But couch co-op, yeah, I know. I got twin boys. Couch co-op is like a lifesaver for us. It's the best. Otherwise, they're fighting over a controller. And now it seems like if it happens, like you, they, you have to deliberately plan for couch co-op, or it's an afterthought or a never thought. Right. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It either has to be a game that's meant for that type of thing or not. I mean, all the fighting games are still that way, at least. <laughs> well, listen, that's all the nerd alerts I got. We got to wrap this up because there's a Cowboy Bebop pachinko machine upstairs. Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of noise and has a lot of lights, yeah. and I got to find out yeah. more about we it. We need to have Mikey do that and live stream him playing it. <laughs> we For really the next 24 to. hours. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, Mikey, we got to go. It's like, no, <laughs> more Bebop. <laughs> I don't know. It just looks so cool. It does look cool. Man, it was so much fun doing Nerd Alerts here at the Anime Fest. Yeah. Slash Game Fest. <laughs> Got to say them both. Um, if, you guys, uh, if you guys like what we do here and you want to support us, well, first of all, come out to conventions we're at and yes. come by and say hi. And second of all, you can buy us coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod. That's us. And we'll use it to buy coffee to keep us awake while we are here at the table. Most likely hazelnut flavor. Uh, is I like vanilla. Ooh. I like vanilla and hazelnut. We can combine them. Vanilla hazelnut. You got your vanilla and my hazelnut. I got my hazelnut and your vanilla. The two taste great. The two, two great tastes that taste great together. I did it. 
<laughs> Double mint gum. Wait, no. Oh. No, it's Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> For a second, you almost said Reese's Pieces, and that would have been wrong anyway. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also send us a Gmail, AssumingPositions at gmail.com. Mikey, how do you want them to format the Gmail? I want you to deliver an email in person. Print it out. Come, <laughs> come to Anime Fest slash Game Fest and give me your hot take in person. We're out here. I, yeah. I love seeing people. I love meeting people, making new friends, causing smiles. So this is a this is a hard request, but this is a bonus episode. So yeah, you have to go back in time. Yes. Wouldn't that be crazy? If showed up as <laughs> time traveler. Uh, that was the secret other tip, but no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I want some hand delivered at whatever convention. Hand delivered hot takes. Yes, we want to hear from you. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best positrons that ever were. We also want to thank that guy Brad for doing our announcing and Oscar production for our equipment and Jazzar for our music. And we also want to thank Anime Fest slash Game Fest for having us out here. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Shout out Cindy. You've been great. Yes. And uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and go to conventions because everything's awesome now. Stay on alert, nerds. Ha <laughs> ah, ha. What? <laughs> <laughs>